Hello and welcome, fellow lighting nerds, to The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett, and I'm going to be your host every week during this podcast while we discuss all things lighting-related, anything going on in our industry, from new product developments to markets to just any of the topics that come up that we need to engage about and know what's going on about so that we know that we're not out there all alone in the lighting industry, that we are a great, unique community, and we're all here together to support one another. And I look forward to uh, engaging with you over the weeks and months to come and hopefully beyond. So again, my name is Lisa Bartlett. This is my first time doing a podcast Duh. So I'm sure there will be some kinks in this recording and maybe in future recordings as we go. I um, hope to just get better with time <laughs> and uh, learn how to do a little bit better editing and voice control and all that. So I do appreciate you bearing with me for this first episode, which is liable to have some kinks in it. Um, be kind. <laughs> Don't go too hard on me, but I really would love to hear your feedback. So please do uh, reach out to me any way you're comfortable, and I uh, really look forward to getting your feedback so that I can get better and better and make this an enjoyable experience, not just for learning something, but you know, also I'm not like hurting your ears because I really don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so no. So uh, please either just leave a comment on the podcast, email me, find me on social media. I'm pretty easy to track down, and I really do look forward to hearing from you. And um, see, I was clicking a pen in my hand, and that's just bad behavior. We're going to be professional here. So <laughs> on with the podcast. Thanks for making it through these first two minutes. And, uh, and here we go. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, something that's been going on a lot for me, um, just kind of in terms of doing my job every day. Uh, and I'm just wondering how many of you are feeling like this. I just have this, I'm just going to call it COVID fatigue, which is like probably the silliest thing in the world to say because, duh, Lisa, everyone has COVID fatigue and we're all over it. I totally get it. Um, I am just really finding that, I guess maybe now, a year in after we've kind of figured out how to operate our businesses in the world that we're in, um, I'm just having a lot of struggle maintaining my forward momentum and motivation that is normally pretty easy for me as an entrepreneur to come into work and, and really be excited for the day and get going and push through the challenges. And it's just like lately every little thing that comes up with a customer is really just dragging me down. And it's not normally the case. It's not normally, doesn't normally go that way for me. Normally I get, you know, rolls off my back pretty good, you know, after doing this for almost 13 years. And I know that makes me a newbie compared to most of y'all. But after doing it this long, I really feel like I've dealt with most of the worst of the customer issues, you know, I've heard all the complaints. I know how to handle them for the most part. doesn't make them any more fun to handle, but, you know, I've got the basics down. <laughs> but it's just like every time I get somebody that has an attitude about something, it's just harder and harder to find the positive energy to deal with it. Um, and it doesn't have to always be a customer. Sometimes it's my staff. And it makes me wonder, have we all just been around each other too long? Nobody's been able to take a vacation. <laughs> we just need a break from one another. <laughs> so I'm just not sure what it is. But it, there definitely is this sense of just fatigue and 
I don't mean to say that and not uh, honor everybody that's gone through something really, really terrible during this time. I, I know for sure that I personally have had it pretty easy as far as things go during the pandemic. I've been extremely lucky and I'm extremely sympathetic to everyone that hasn't had a, an easy road with this. So I don't I don't mean to make light of that at all. I'm just thinking from a, the perspective of a business owner manager or you know whatever you do it, it in your you know lighting related occupation are you feeling this are you feeling this like kind of ugh this drag of not not being as enthused about your job on the day-to-day basis and just kind of over everything and how it's been and just I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal as we knew it before. It's kind of how we would talk about it after the Great Recession. And everyone kept saying, I'm just ready for things to go back to normal, ready for things to go back to normal. But as we all know, there there was no returning to the normal that was before, you know, whether it's the internet, uh, any number of things changed. So there was no going back to the world that we had before the recession. There was just our new normal that developed after it. Um, so I think for me, I'm just, I have, uh, you know, what my husband calls short timers disease. Um, I'm just really ready to get to what our new normal is going to be for the industry and for operating a retail business. Um, I love all the things that I've learned during this time. I think we've all learned to be more agile, more responsive to our customers. Um, For me, a big thing that settled in is just the everyday reminder that I'm here and I do what I do for my customers. And I need to be available when and where they need me. And I'm not just saying me personally, but my business. So um, if they need me to be able to respond to emails on a Saturday or Friday evening, because that's when they're available to work on their project, then that's what we have to do too. Uh, It's just not sufficient anymore to say, well, our hours are, you know, 10 to 6 Monday through Saturday and catch us during that time. And if not, I'm sorry. Um, It's just not how the world works anymore. So I am really grateful for this, the past, you know, 12 months to really learn how to be agile, how to be able to be there for when my customers need us and not just, you know, making them come to me when we're here. Um, So that's been a really great learning experience for me. And I think it's really helped uh, continue our sales during this time. Uh, I think we could have lost a lot of sales if we hadn't been as agile um, in responding to that. And I and I look forward to how that's going to pay off in the you know in the years to come. Just this kind of modified philosophy of you know we're here. Our showroom might only be open during these hours, but we are available to you when you need us. You know, of course. I'm not going to ask anybody to get up in the middle of the night to answer an email, but, you know, just like if somebody needs something on a Sunday, uh, a question answered, I I would like our staff to be engaged and deal with something um, rather than disappoint a customer or have them get frustrated or honestly go shop online um, because, you know, Wayfair is open 24-7. So really interested to hear what you guys think about this COVID fatigue issue. Um where are you seeing it crop up? Do you feel it in that like lack of motivation that I've been talking about? Or are you having the opposite experience that COVID has really made you uh, empowered? The whole pandemic has made you feel like 
more invigorated in that uh, you've had to learn new ways to operate your business and you're uh, implementing them. And it's just been a great thing to, to see how the changes have impacted your business. I'd really love to hear from y'all. Again, reach out to me however works for you. <laughs> see, there's my new trick. Reach out to me however works for you. And I really look forward to hearing your comments on that. And I'll definitely be revisiting this topic to see how we're all feeling in another few weeks, um, especially as more and more of us are able to get vaccinated and it makes life just a little bit easier to move around without having to to stress as much about actually getting the disease and, and having, um, you know, all this terrible stuff happen because it's terrible. And I'm super glad we're at the end of it, or hopefully at the end of it. So the other thing I wanted to talk about today has been the big topic. Um, I get a lot of emails, a lot of DMs, a lot of text messages about this. <laughs> so I figure we'll just talk about it here. So I, I get a lot of interest in uh, the Dallas market and Lightovation and uh, what what I think or what I'm hearing about attendance in March and June. And I'm just going to put a little disclaimer on all this that anything I'm about to say is just solely my opinion uh, based on my experience of going to market and being a buyer. It's not... It's not anything other than that. So uh, please just take it for for it being my two cents. And I would love to hear what everyone else's two cents are. Um, Even if they're exact opposite of my opinion, I'd I'd really love to hear it because I don't know about y'all, but part of the reason I'm doing this is so that we can have a little bit more engagement and learn from each other because sometimes it kind of feels like we're just all living in our little silos. And I want there to be more interaction in the lighting industry. I think it really benefits us all if we can all engage and discuss things a little bit more. So um, so I'm just going to go ahead and put my two cents out there. And then I would love to hear what your uh, response is. And then I can absolutely use that to talk about in a future episode of the podcast. And um, yeah, share with all of y'all <laughs> what the what the response is and um okay well that's what i thought but here's what i guess i was wrong here's what everyone else thought so i really look forward to being able to have that dialogue with you all so disclaimer said the march light ovation rescheduled from january uh it's scheduled for march 23rd to march 26th i just don't see anybody attending really other than the manufacturers their sales agents that need to attend, and probably local Dallas area or reasonable distance customers. Um, Probably not too dissimilar from those that uh, ended up going to the gift market in January, even though Lightovation was canceled. I just think it's a even with the perks that the market center and the manufacturers are able to provide for showrooms, it's still an expense. It's still significant time away. It still needs to be efficient, productive time. Um, I know we all like to go and network and have a good bit of fun too, especially, you know, after five (laughs) o'clock. I know you all have seen me sitting outside the, you know, quorum showroom and in the Fanimation showroom. Well, you've seen me everywhere. Um, enjoying myself. And and that's all well and good. Uh, I just don't see it being something that's going to happen for most of us come March. Um, I, I appreciate that the Market Center is trying to have a light ovation um, to replace the canceled one or rescheduled one from um, January. And um, 
I know there's a lot to weigh there. I just think it's fine to leave it on the schedule, but I'm not going to be surprised if there's little, little to very, I would say little to no attendance. Of course, there'll be some attendance, but just smaller attendance than I think people would like to see. So, and then that brings me to June market, which is June 22nd through 26th. Um, I would love to be able to attend in June, uh, going on, you know, by then almost 18 months without a market. Uh, I'm love what I do. I love the industry that I'm a part of. Uh, that's no secret. (laughs) And I'm missing (laughs) y'all. I'm missing seeing everyone. I'm missing engaging with everyone. I'm missing hearing everyone's stories of what's going on in their showroom or at the manufacturers X, whatever, or with my sales reps. I'm just, I'm really missing that engagement. I think what I've learned, uh, with not, without having markets, isn't so much that about, Okay, so it is helpful to see product in person in order to buy. It's not 100% necessary if the digital presentation is done well. But what I do really miss from not having Lightovation is the networking, the engagement with my peers. Uh, It's just been so valuable to me as I've come up in this industry with everything that I've learned. Uh, I'd would not be sitting in the position that I am in attempting to put out a weekly podcast about the lighting industry if I didn't have that experience of going to market and talking to you all and finding out about the world. (laughs) Um, Again, I mentioned it a little bit ago, but as a showroom owner, especially, I think you feel pretty siloed. Like I'm all, I'm out here all by myself. Um, And it's really helpful for us, uh, to know that that's not the case. You might understand it intellectually, but it's just a whole different thing to just know it and see it in person. So that's been like the biggest part of market and the biggest thing I miss from going to market. So do I really want to be a June Lightovation? Yes, ma'am and sir, I do. (laughs) I want to be there very much. I just am also trying to be reasonable, and I just don't know that by the end of June that we'll all have enough of the vaccines distributed and everything else to be able to be there. One of my other showroom co-owners that I talk to regularly about this, also, you know, her point to me was, well, you know, when I go to market, not only do I want to do the networking and the fun, but, you know, I'm there to buy. And I want to be able to buy and be efficient and make smart decisions for my showroom. And if I'm done with one appointment early, I need to be able to go on to my next appointment and not have to worry that I'm going to be there too soon and won't be able to get in. Or maybe I need to just slide in and see a new product line that I haven't actually seen in person yet. But if everything's done by appointment and I'm not able to do that, she's like, that really you know ties one hand behind my back and able being able to be as uh, efficient and effective at a market as I, as I want to be or need to be. And that is a really good point. A big part of going to market, obviously, is buying and seeing the product in person and trying to figure out what the new trends are that you think are going to hit for your geographic area. Um, I know, I'm sure y'all have this experience too, where your salespeople send you almost with like a list of, can you look for fixtures like this? <laughs> So to not be able to do that as freely as we want um, can be really, really frustrating. And I think 
it can be an argument could be made for, well, I just want to sit out markets until I know I can go and not only be safe, of course, we all want to be safe, but and until I can go and do what I need to do the way that I need to do it. I think we understand, like I was saying earlier, that post-pandemic, the world isn't going to go back to the way it was before. There's going to be a new normal. So appointments might be the new normal. Mask wearing, whatever it's going to be, there will be a new normal. Um, But that's just not clear yet what that is going to be in the big picture. So I just think sometimes it feels like, well, let me just wait and see. Um, and, And once I know... Once I know the rules, I'll figure out my strategy to play by them rather than just like piecemealing something together and trying to make it happen because I really, really want to make it happen, even though it's not quite the right thing. It just seems like um, sometimes we're trying to force it too much. And I think it would really be better to do this, to do markets when we can do it as one big unified (laughs) industry. (laughs) I feel like I'm... As I'm saying this, I'm like, you're breaking all the pandemic rules. Like, no, Lisa, you you don't just shove everybody together. That's literally the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing right now. Totally get it. Yeah, point taken. But (laughs) I just meant like coming together as an industry as a whole in the abstract, (laughs) maybe not all in person, (laughs) but that's my two cents on market. I just think March is a no-go. June is a, I really, really want to go, but... I just don't, I put my odds at going right now 50-50. And um, I think probably a lot of you feel the same way. But I am hopeful that that 50-50 shoves over into 100% I'm definitely going. That would be the uh, dream scenario. But uh, I am just kind of tempering my expectations on that because, you know, it is what it is. And like I said, the time needs to be efficient, effective, and useful for for me to spend the money and time away from my showroom to attend. So that's just really important to me. So what I would love to hear from y'all about is, so say March is a no-go, June is iffy. What would you think about going in a fall market? Um, September, October, assuming things are better then, would that even be of interest to you? Or at that point, do you just say, Let's just wait till January 2022 and get back on our regularly scheduled program. So I'd really love to hear your thoughts on that. If you can send me a send me a note uh, on what you think, I'd be delighted to hear. And I'll share back with the with the podcast uh, next week what we're all thinking about that. But um, yeah, part of me just thinks, well, if we can't do June, then we just need to wait till January 2022. But as I already discussed, I missed you. <laughs> I miss you all, and I want to see you again. <laughs> So that's it for me this week. That's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Well, I've got lots I want to talk about, let's be honest. But those are the two topics I wanted to cover this week. Uh, My aim with this podcast is I wrap it up just so you know. Hopefully you'll subscribe. Please subscribe. (laughs) It would mean the world to me. (laughs) And I'm really hoping that we can start some uh, ongoing conversations um, from this podcast and that the thoughts I throw out um, provoke a thought in you and maybe you feed it back to me and uh, and we go from there. Again, I really just want to bring engagement to our industry. Um, As many of y'all know, when I 
accidentally started a Facebook group that turned into a big deal. Um, what it, the only thing that it really resonated with me more than anything else was that there is a real need for engagement and interaction in our industry. And I know we all love it so much. I've never met anybody in the lighting industry who just didn't love it and feel like it was just a part of them. And that's one of the things that I'm obsessed about, about my job. Um, but I want to take it from that personal feeling of, I love what I do to, uh, a bigger understanding and more interaction between all the players in the industry so that we can all understand each other a bit better and make better decisions going forward and interact better. I just see a lot of potential for this industry to really be amazing in the American landscape and in the North American landscape, actually. And uh, I just, you know, I really think that the biggest part the biggest way to do that is by engagement and uh, interaction between all of the different players. So that's why I'm here. And I hope you'll continue to join me again. Apologies for any awkwardness in this podcast. I do promise to get better <laughs> as time goes on. Uh, please send me your feedback. You, no matter how big or small, I'll take it. Please subscribe. Uh, my mission is to have these out every week. Um, probably on Thursdays, but we'll see how that goes. And again, thank you so much for listening to The Light Files, and I will see you again here next week.